Are you ready, America? It's time for another edition of Game On. With your host, Stephen, Stevie Ray Braun, and Brad, Bad News Bollinger. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Game On. Talking about your favorite sports and different parts of life. Might even get a little take on Lane Kiffin's wife. They tell you what they think, you're not afraid to take a stance. They'll give you the number of pleats in Charlie Weiss's pants. They're the game on guys, see sports through their eyes. Political correctness just up and dies when they give you their views on any sport you want to hear. Right, it is game on. I am Steve Braun. Brad Bollinger is on vacation. He is enjoying time in Florida. So I hope Brad is having a great time. Glad you can join us here on game on. A lot going on in the sports world. Um, let's start first with college football playoff as the committee announced the first ever rankings for 2022 and at the top of the rankings, according to the College Football Playoff Committee, is Tennessee. 8-0 on the season are the Volunteers. They come in at number one. At number two is Ohio State, the Buckeyes. And number three, Georgia, the Bulldogs, the defending national champions, in at number three, still undefeated at 8-0, as are all of the top five at 8-0 so far this season. The Buckeyes... Only one top 25 win, that coming at the start of the season, according to the coaches poll, AP poll, whatever you want to call it. Notre Dame, at the time, the fifth-ranked team, according to the AP poll. Since then, we have seen that Notre Dame is not quite what we all thought they might be uh, in the first season under Marcus Freeman. So a true test this past week against Penn State for Ohio State, but uh, – it's all really going to come down to that game against Michigan in the horseshoe on November 26th, 11 a.m. start time for that one. That is where everything will be decided, and probably a seed to the college football playoff will be decided as well. As Michigan comes in at number five in this latest ranking, or the first ever ranking of 2022, Clemson is your number four team. The Tigers 8-0 on the season. They have a test coming up later this week as they face the Notre Dame Fighting Irish at Notre Dame. Uh, Clemson coming off a victory over Syracuse two weeks ago, 27-21. Syracuse ranked number 14 in the AP poll. You look at what Clemson has done, not a whole lot of style points, but they do have wins over some ranked teams. Wake Forest, North Carolina State, and Syracuse, a Florida State team that has lost three games so far this season, but all of those by 10 points or fewer um, tight games for that Florida State squad. 
and they do have a top 25 victory, does Florida State. So you look at Clemson, 8-0, first in the ACC. It'll be interesting to see how their season progresses. Not a whole lot left on their schedule. Louisville, Miami, and South Carolina, who just dropped out of the top 25. Uh, they're able to win out over the next four games, head off to the ACC championship game, and uh, chance that Dabo Sweeney has his squad back in the college football playoff once again if they can win out. Drop down past five, which is Michigan. Six is Alabama. TCU coming in at seven. They are the lowest-ranked undefeated team in the poll, or in the rankings, I should say. Oregon sits at eight, USC at nine. LSU, six and two, the highest-ranked two-loss team at number 10. Then you get back to a couple of one-loss teams in Ole Miss, UCLA. Kansas State comes in at 13. Utah at 14 at 6-2, and two, both of those squads. And then Penn State at 6-2 and two as well at number 15 before you have Illinois, North Carolina, and the one local team, Oklahoma State, coming in at number 18 at 6-2 and two on the year. There is one three-loss team. That is the Texas Longhorns sitting at number 24 in the rankings despite losing to Alabama, Oklahoma State, and Texas Tech. Uh, Oklahoma State upset in a lot of opinions. I know Vegas had it, uh, Oklahoma State being one-point one point dogs or one-and-a-half-point favorites. I, I, that might be the case. Either way, they got blown out 48 nothing last week. Uh, so some question marks in Stillwater following that performance. But Texas, sitting at 5-3, and three, is ranked number 24 in the first college football playoff rankings. Um, a lot will be decided, though. Tennessee versus Georgia this week. Um, mentioned Ohio State later in the season, later this month, taking on Michigan. They do have a, I guess you could call it a test. Indiana comes to town. Uh, that could be one that maybe... Maybe, probably not, though. Uh, Georgia and Tennessee this week, like I mentioned. Michigan against Ohio State at the end of the season. And then TCU, 8-0, um, seventh-ranked team. They have an opportunity. They uh, close out their season. Texas Tech, Texas, who's currently ranked 24, they win. They can move up. Baylor, which they have to go to. At Tech or at Texas and at Baylor, and then they close it out against Iowa State. So an opportunity for TCU uh, to head into the Big 12 championship game undefeated potentially in this one. They are seven and a half point favorites, or excuse me, nine and a half point favorites currently over Texas Tech on this Tuesday evening. But college football playoff came out. Uh, the top four being Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson. If the playoff was to start today. Michigan sitting outside, Alabama sitting outside, and TCU with the top Pac-12 team being Oregon, just a spot ahead of USC, which that will probably be the case as those two likely will meet in the Pac-12 standing, or Pac-12 championship. We'll wait to see how the season plays out as Oregon still has Utah and Oregon State left on their schedule. In the world of the NFL, a lot of interesting trades took place this 
afternoon and throughout the day. Uh, numerous trades taking place. One of the big ones hit home to me as a Colts fan. Naheem Hines is traded to the Buffalo Bills. Colts get Zach Moss in return along with a conditional sixth round pick. So uh, Hines will play that uh, slot receiver out of the backfield receiving back that uh, the Bills have been vying for for quite a while. They tried to go after J.D. McKissick, unable to bring him in as a free agent in the offseason, and now they will turn to Naheem Hines. Um, Bills will have to pay roughly half of the $3.6 million in salary and roster bonuses of Hines this season. Next year, he is set to make $4.8 million in salary and roster bonus, of which $1.8 million is guaranteed. So uh, nice pickup there for the Buffalo Bills, another valuable offensive piece for them as well. You look at what the Colts get back in that regard. Uh, Zach Moss, just a, a guy that can, can fill in if uh, Jonathan Taylor sees his injuries continue to uh, nag him in the rest of the season. Moss could be just a nice backup to uh, to fit into that spot. So not a guy that is overly elusive or, or great back by any means in Zach Moss, but uh, just a solid backup for the Colts now. Uh, Commanders traded the cornerback William Jackson the third of Houston, former Houston uh, Cougar, to the Steelers. Steelers get... Jackson the third, along with a 2025 seventh round pick. The Commanders just had to send a 2024 sixth round pick. So nice pick up there for the Steelers. Opportunity to kind of see what they have in William Jackson the third. If he's a guy that uh, will be worth signing and keeping as they head into 2023, as he has a non guaranteed $12.75 million salary plus roster and workout bonuses due in 2023. So have to imagine he will be cut after the season. But uh, who knows? If he comes in and, and is of value, you could see a, a move there. The Broncos got a new defensive end in Jacob Martin from the Jets. That was caused by the trade of Bradley Chubb from the Broncos to the Dolphins. Chubb, the outside linebacker, defensive end, heads to Miami for a 2023 first-rounder from the Dolphins that they got via the 49ers in that Trey Lance trade. They also get the Dolphins' 2024 fourth-rounder and running back Chase Edmonds, a nice pickup for the Dolphins, adding a edge piece there for Miami to go along with Jalen Phillips, the young linebacker. You also throw in Emmanuel Ogba, who is also there at defensive end, and a nice addition with Chubb. On behalf of the Broncos, they're able to go and get uh, a nice running back in Chase Edmonds. He does have the worst rush yards over expectation total, according to ESPN and next-gen stats for the NFL next-gen stats, but uh, a nice piece in a backfield that has a lot of question marks. Melvin Gordon hasn't performed, has had fumble issues, 
and you look at defensively, they already have Randy Gregory there. Baron Browning has been impressive. And then Nick Benito, uh, the former Sooner, has been a bright spot at defensive end, outside linebacker, however you want to spell it out. Uh, so opportunity for the Broncos to move on, get a first rounder, even though it is the 49er selection, still getting something for Chubb there. Interesting trade between the Steelers and the Bears as the Steelers traded uh, Chase Claypool away and the Bears gave up a 2023 second round pick for Chase Claypool. This comes right after they traded Roquan Smith to the Ravens. Uh, Claypool, another cheap year on his rookie deal after this, but uh, interesting giving up a 2023 second-round pick. Claypool ranks 76th out of 102 wide receivers with at least 100 routes and yards per route this season. Yeah, it's been with poor quarterback play, but uh, I don't know. Interesting to see them bring in a guy like Chase Claypool. Justin Fields has looked a little bit better. Different style of offense. They've let him run a little bit more. Add Claypool next to Darnell Mooney kind of gives some uh, some options and some actual talent to uh, evaluate if Justin Fields has a future there for what is a new coaching staff and uh, front office for the Chicago Bears. So that'll be interesting to see what takes place as the rest of the season develops with Claypool now a Chicago Bear. Uh, with the trade of Chase Edmonds to the Broncos, the 49ers sent Jeff Wilson to the Dolphins in return for a 2023 fifth-round pick. Uh, nice pick to get uh, to Wilson. And uh, a guy that has been impressive for the 49ers when he's been thrust into action. Add him to a backfield with Raheem Mostert, another former 49er. Both Mostert and uh, Jeff Wilson played for Mike McDaniel when he was at the Niners, so they are understanding the system. Mostert's been there all season. You add in Jeff Wilson, and uh, a nice addition to the backfield for the Dolphins, and then for the 49ers to get a fifth-round pick, uh, just adding pieces there after they traded away a lot to get uh, Christian McCaffrey, which freed up that spot or made Wilson expendable for the uh, the 49ers. Another trade that went down, another wide receiver went, is on the move. Falcons sent Calvin Ridley to the Jacksonville Jaguars. A lot of conditional picks here. A 2025th round pick and a 2024 conditional fourth round pick. Uh, there are some factors there as well as Calvin Ridley currently suspended for that full year. Remember, he can uh, appeal or he can he can apply for reinstatement uh, as early as, I believe it's mid to late February. Uh, yeah, February 15th of 2023 is the earliest he can uh, apply for reinstatement with the commissioner, Roger Goodell. Um, he is suspended because he bet on Falcons games. And, he had, and the game that he happened to get caught on, or the one that he bet on, was a Falcons versus Jaguars games, game in which he took the Falcons to win. So interesting caveat there in that one, but uh, 
now you have a chance to see this pick move a little bit. Uh, it could, depending on different conditions, I saw, I think Adam Schefter tweet out that this could become a third-round pick or something like that, depending on if uh, Ridley is signed by the Jaguars to extend his contract. Uh, Jacksonville, if you remember, uh, signed Christian Kirk in the offseason. They already have Marvin Jones there, Zay Jones as well. So a couple of different pieces there for the Jaguars. I think this is a nice future pick. I would imagine you see Ridley sign uh, some kind of extension probably a team-friendly, at least on the front end, type of uh, signing or extension to come for Ridley. But a uh, guy that is, was valuable for the Falcons when he was on the field, uh, can he return to that as it's been almost a year and a half since he played? As you remember, stepped away from football last season uh, after just five games to address some mental health issues. So... Is he able to return to the Calvin Ridley that we remember? That is yet to be seen. Uh, by the time he does return, it'll be nearly two and a half years of time away from the game for Calvin Ridley. A couple other trades uh, within the NFL that went down on this trade deadline. A record-setting NFL trade deadline as the uh, 10 total trades taking place on deadline day, uh, another one that was very interesting, TJ Hawkinson, the uh, tight end for the Detroit Lions, is on the move, staying within the division, going to the Minnesota Vikings, who will receive Hawkinson and a 2023 fourth-round pick and a 2024 conditional fourth-round pick. In return, the Lions get a 2023 second-round pick and a 2024 third-round pick. Nice upgrade for the Vikings getting Hawkinson. You throw in the fact that Irv Smith is currently injured. Um, I think he was set to return soon. but uh, Or actually, he just got injured, pardon me, and expected to be out 8 to 10 weeks, so a need there at tight end. I was thinking Irv Smith had gotten banged up earlier a few weeks ago, but misremembered there is Irv Smith banged up this past week, high ankle sprain against the Cardinals, and now he's expected to miss 8 to 10 weeks. So Hawkinson will slide in. you got to expect Irv Smith to probably hit free agency in the offseason, opening up things for Hawkinson to uh, stay on that roster into the immediate future. Nice pickup for the Vikings and uh, interesting move for the Lions there. Not sure it makes a ton of sense to – send a young tight end like Hawkinson who could have been a very valuable piece uh, depending on if you as a Lions as the Lions move on from Jared Goff to uh, secure a quarterback of the future in this upcoming draft uh, young QBs typically like to have a uh, have a big body tight end that they can find in desperation now that is gone Yes, they do have Amon Ross St. Brown and uh, Jamison Williams, the wide receiver from Alabama, who is set to return. Uh, Dan Campbell saying within the next month or so. Um, but that could be interesting to see how that plays out. 
and now you lose Hawkinson for a second round pick and a conditional or a third round pick in 2024. So two uh, day two picks there for the Lions as they move forward. Yesterday, Roquan Smith on the move to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Bears in return got A.J. Klein, the linebacker, along with a 2023 second round pick and a 2023 fifth round pick. Klein, the former Iowa State linebacker, uh, hasn't seen a whole lot of time. Not a ton of tackles so far this season. So, a uh, guy that moves on to the Chicago Bears, who started his career with the Carolina Panthers and uh, most recently with the Buffalo Bills before joining the Ravens. And now he is on the move to Chicago. Smith, Roquan Smith, a, a guy that was ballyhooed coming out of college, um, hasn't necessarily lived up to those uh, high accolades when he entered from Georgia back in 2018 as the eighth pick of the Bears. Um, but he's a guy that is 16th in run-stop win rate among linebackers, which would be the highest rank of his career. Um, he is allowing .9 yards per coverage snap as the nearest defender as well, according to NFL next-gen stats, which is roughly average for a linebacker and matches his number from last season. So not a guy statistically that uh, just wows you in Roquan Smith, but uh, an addition nonetheless for the Ravens at linebacker, which is what they had built that defense on for so many years. So um, an addition there. And then last week, as we know, Kadarius Toney moves over to the Kansas City Chiefs. All of a sudden, he, it's like the Willy Wonka deal where he's hobbling, he's hobbling, and then uh, does the flip, and boom, he's good to go. Toney, very similar, seemed to be injured with the Giants often and uh, – almost immediately after the trade to the Chiefs, said, yep, I'll be all right. I'm healthy, and I'm ready to go. So uh, interesting there to see how that plays out. Tony, a guy that uh, had spent a lot of time on the bench of the Giants, not a whole lot of playing time, even with the previous staff, and now with uh, Dayball there. With the product out of Florida, could he be that piece uh that the Chiefs have been looking for after the trade for trade of Tyreek Hill uh, to the Dolphins. Does Tony step in to that role that uh, le was left by the Cheetah Tyreek Hill? Not necessarily the same type of player speed-wise, but uh, still valuable speed and uh, excellent with the ball in his hands is Tony, especially in college. So, Interesting trades across the board in the NFL. It'll be fun to see how some of those pieces play into the season as those teams progress through the rest of the season as we've hit just about the midway point, eight games into the season. We enter week nine this week, and uh, Thursday night football has the Eagles and the Texans going at it on Prime Video. Eagles looking to extend that uh, 
start to the season, undefeated start to eight wins. And uh, nothing would make you think otherwise so far this season with the way that the Texans have played. The Monday night game is the Ravens-Saints. You have six teams on by this week. The Browns, the Cowboys, the Broncos, Giants, Steelers, and the 49ers. And your Sunday night game, the Chiefs and the Titans on NBC. All right. Let's jump over to against the spread. Comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, 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 All right, let's jump into Brad's against the spread. He'll start over in college football, and he's going to go with the number one team in college football playoff rankings, the Tennessee Volunteers. Eight-and-a-half-point dogs to the Georgia Bulldogs. See what I did there? Hey. The Vols with what many believe is the Heisman Trophy favorite in Hendon Hooker. Head on the road to Athens, Georgia. Ugga is eight and a half point favorites in this one, and Brad likes the Vols. Eight and a half point dogs at Sanford Stadium in Athens, Georgia. A 2.30 start time for that one. You can watch it on CBS, big CBS, with Brad Nessler on the call. Brad will jump over to the NFL for his next two picks as we go to Atlanta. Hotlanta, the Falcons hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. I tried to screw that up there. Mercedes-Benz Stadium, a noon kickoff, Central Standard Time, and Brad likes the Falcons, who are three-point dogs in that one. Uh, Atlanta, four and four on the season. They are three and one at home. Chargers are Four and three on the season, two and one on the road. So a someone's got a break there on the home away record so far between those two teams. Three point favorites are the Chargers. Brad likes the underdog, the Falcons, in that one. And then over on Sunday as well to East Rutherford, New Jersey, MetLife Stadium. The Jets play host to the Buffalo Bills, who now have Naheem Hines on the roster after their trade on this trade deadline Tuesday in the NFL. Bills are 13-point favorites against the Jets. Brad likes them. 6-1 and one on the season are the Bills. They have been impressive behind Josh Allen at quarterback, who many are saying is at least at this midway point of the season, the MVP in a lot of people's mind. Jets, one and three at home, five and three on the season. Take the bills if you're going to listen to Brad on that one. And then in the, or on my side of things, I'm going to go with couple college games. First start out at the University of Tulsa as the Tulane Green Wave come to town. Tulsa coming off a loss on homecoming this past week. 
and it has been dire straits for the Golden Hurricanes so far this season. Three and five on the season. They are one and three in American Athletic Conference play. Their lone win coming on the road at Temple. They fell 45-34 to SMU last week at H.A. Chapman. And I think they're going to fall once again at H.A. Chapman Stadium. 11 o'clock start kickoff for this one on ESPNU. The two-lane green wave, seven and a half point favorites. I like the green wave in this one. Take them. They are seven and one on the season, four and zero in American Athletic Conference play. Their head coach should be on the radar for a lot of these big time jobs that are opening up. Tulane has been impressive to say the least. Willie Fritz has won everywhere he's gone, and he's winning yet again at Tulane. So take the Green Wave and the points, seven and a half in that one, put it on the board. Again, the lone loss of the season for Tulane, a three-point loss to Southern Miss. They beat Kansas State, who is now going off and beating all kinds of people. I'm telling you, take Tulane. Florida International hitting the road. They're coming to Texas, taking on North Texas in Denton. I like Florida International and the points. They are 21-point road dogs in this one. North Texas has played teams tight. They come away with the victory. I feel like 21 points might be a little bit of a stretch in this one against Florida International. I'm not saying it's going to be closer than that by much, but I do think it could be about a 17-point game instead of a 21 game. So give me the points and Florida International in that one. And then to wrap things up, I'm going to go out to the Pac-12. UCLA, number 12 ranked team, 7-1 on the season, 4-1 in Pac-12 play. Hits the road to Tempe, Arizona, Sun Devils Stadium. The Arizona State Sun Devils, hey, they have won some games since Herm left, since they let Herm know coming off the field in the end zone after they lost to Eastern Michigan at home. They have won two games, but they've also lost three. They beat a ranked Washington team, 45-38, at Sun Devil Stadium, but uh, losses to Utah and USC as well. I don't see the wins continuing after they beat Colorado by eight last week. Give me UCLA with the 10.5 points. They are 10.5 point favorites over Arizona State. I like what Chip Kelly has going with the Bruins. Give me UCLA minus 10.5. So I'm going to go UCLA, Florida International, and Tulane. And for Brad Bollinger, he likes the Buffalo Bills. The Arizona, or excuse me, the Atlanta Falcons and the Tennessee Volunteers getting eight and a half points. And that is against the spread. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, money,
I should mention, Brad and I both went one and two last week. Brad's lone win. He had the San Francisco 49ers minus one and a half at the Los Angeles Rams. They won 31-14 for his lone victory. I uh, I got uh, TCU correct. Minus seven and a half at West Virginia thanks to uh, Sonny Dykes deciding to go for it late in that game, throwing it up by seven with a minute left. No timeouts left for West Virginia as well. They win it 41-31, so a 10-point victory there. I was correct on the 7.5-point favorite that they were. Missed on Wyoming, going to Hawaii and uh, Oklahoma State. I was way off there. They were getting 1.5 points. They needed about 46.5 more, 47.5 more there. They lost 48 to nothing in what may have been one of the bigger shockers so far this season, just in the point spread differential there. So interesting uh, what took place last weekend with those games. Let's uh, jump over to our fantasy football picks. Brad sent me his, so I'll run those down quickly for you. He is going to go with Tua Tungavailoa. He likes Tua. And the game against the, or pardon me, that was last week. What am I saying? He, Brad won last week. Big. He had Tua, Alvin Kamara, Stefan Diggs, and Greg Dulcich. They combined for 94.5 points, which is more than anybody could have ever imagined in that game. So, uh, big time for Brad as he uh, blew me away. Yeah, it was uh, not good. I'll just say that. Not good, Danny. Not good. And uh, it's too bad. It really is. My team, Joe Burrow, Derrick Henry, Justin Jefferson, and George Kittle, Combined for 69 points, which would get a giggity out of Brad, I'm sure. Nonetheless, Brad wins, and now he is 5-2 and two on the season, beating me in fantasy football pick'em. So we move to this week, and Brad likes Geno Smith at Arizona for his quarterback selection. Running back, he's going to go Travis Etienne versus the Vegas Raiders. At wide receiver, A.J. Brown at Houston. And to wrap things up, at tight end, he likes Mike Gusecki and the Dolphins at the Chicago Bears. I'm going to jump over at quarterback with Justin Herbert at Atlanta. Falcons D is me. It's better than it's been at times, but it's still questionable. Aaron Jones at Detroit. I like what the Packers have been doing with Jones so far this season, which means he'll end up putting up all of two fantasy points this week. Nonetheless, I'm going to agree with Brad that the Chicago defense will be lacking. I like, with after they traded Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith, I like Tyreek Hill at Chicago as my wide receiver selection, and then Dallas Goddard at Houston as my tight end selection this 
week. That is it for this week's edition of the Game On podcast. Brad will hopefully be able to join me next week. Hope he's enjoying his enjoying his vacation. Um, you can always follow us and find us on social media: TikTok, Game On Pod, Twitter. We're we are at Game On Guys. Facebook, Game On Pod as well. You can always email us: email gameon at gmail.com. And visit us on our website, gameonguys.wordpress.com. You can see all of our picks, see how we've done in previous weeks, both fantasy football-wise and on our Against the Spread. You can also find how to listen to us throughout the different podcast platforms via our website, gameonguys.wordpress.com. For Brad Bollinger, who will be back next week, I'm Steve Braun. This has been Game On.